is The Morning Drive on FM 96.3 AM 620. News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here. And joining us online now, it's former ambassador and former congressman, Francis Rooney. Uh, he also, he served in Congress on the Foreign Affairs Committee uh, as vice chair. And he has some strong opinions about what's going on now uh, in Israel and the, the war with Hamas. Good morning, Ambassador Rooney. Good morning. Thank you. So um, let's get right into it. Um, I know that you, one of your criticisms has been of the current administration, the Biden administration, and its deal with Iran. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I don't. I don't understand the liberal Democrat fascination with Iran and the and the belief that they're going to change their behavior by our economic activities, like giving them their money back. They have nothing in common with us and have no interest in being like us. Now, the Iranian people uh, probably are more uh, pro-U.S. than the Iranian government. But as long as the Ayatollahs are running everything over there, uh, we're just uh, giving them money that we should keep and, and trying to pacify them. And that uh, deal they made that didn't allow inspection on the military basis was flawed from the start. And now Biden's double back down on them. Now, people who are support- supportive of the administration and this deal say... Well, look, it, the the money was only for humanitarian aid, and they have uh, triggers in place that would not allow it to be used for uh, terrorist activities. Uh, how do you respond? And, and I think now they're trying to freeze it, right? How do you respond to, to that uh, defense of, I, of that? I deal? just think that's another facet of this liberal myopic uh, thought about people's behaviors. They're not going to pay attention to what we say. They'll figure a way around that. Look what Venezuela just did after Biden lifted the sanctions. Biden lifts the sanctions and says, oh, you have to have a free election. Venezuela says, okay, they lift the sanctions, and now just today they have banned the opposition political party, Karina Machado, who won uh, to be a candidate against Maduro. These people can't be influenced by our economic pressure. They have to, or They can't be influenced by our words, and they don't have anything in common with us. And you you uh, believe that Hamas would not have done this terrorist attack that they did without Iran's approval? No chance. They're not, they could never figure out how to do that. Nor would they have the, the armor, armaments to do it. I mean, they found Iranian armaments both uh, with Hamas on the south and Hezbollah on the north. I don't understand, and this goes back to the Biden administration and that, 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 that one individual, Maley. Uh, can you talk a little bit about... You're right. I, I don't understand the, the fascination with Iran and literally uh, bringing them back to the table over and over again and, and funding them. I mean, what do you have any insight to what the end game would be by doing that? No, I don't think it makes any sense at all to empower, empowering your enemy never works, despite, like I say, the liberal myopia that if we're just nice to them, they'll want to be like us. I, that never works certainly doesn't work with people who aren't uh, partakers of the historic Judeo-Christian ethic, you know, like telling the truth and stuff like that. They don't, they're not, that's not in their culture. And how if, about, our, if our liberals would, would go back to knowing more about the cultural drivers behind these societies, they might make less mistakes. And what about now there is, there, you know, the United States obviously wanting to help people uh, with what's going on in, in, the, in Gaza, but they're talking about a 
humanitarian aid. Are you worried even with that, that that ends up in Hamas's hands? Uh, because oh, yeah. they, they are the government there, right? Absolutely worried about it. I mean, it happens. It seems to happen every time that we find out a lot of our aid has been misdirected and appropriated, usually for corrupt purposes. Look at PEPFARS. A lot of that was stolen in Africa. What else do you think that the United States should be doing? Are we being strong enough? Obviously, there's some in the country who want us to, who are saying we should be pushing for a ceasefire. You know, I, I think it's good to talk about concern for refugees and innocents, and we should keep talking about that. And Israel should talk about it, too. But they need to talk about it within the context of starting out by saying, who invaded us? Hamas. We didn't invade Hamas. Hamas invaded us and killed 1,400 innocent people. So we are going to fight it back. Then they could say, of course, we're going to try to protect all the innocents and, and refugees that we can. But when we tell them to move from North Gaza to South, they better get up, get moving. Yeah, and, and um, Benjamin Netanyahu's uh, press conference yesterday, it, it's ostensibly what he said. He said, no, we're, you know... Uh, and he he tried to draw the comparison to uh, Pearl Harbor and 9/11 for the U.S. He said you you didn't uh, you just didn't sit sit by idly as you were attacked, and we're not going to. And and uh, they're 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 trying to walk this fine line. I I I don't know. Um, how do you think? Have you did you ever think that you would see like the the outpouring? Or I think it's misguided personally, uh, particularly on like college campuses. For this, these 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 Palestinian protests, pro Hamas protests. Never thought I would. I can't believe it. And I, there's a great uh, opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal today, kind of linking this whole movement of defending so-called uh, colonizees versus us colonizers as being a broad-based movement in support of all these so-called uh, at-risk peoples and races. And I don't buy it. I think it's ridiculous. Whether it's, whether it's about us being colonizers here versus Indians, or whether it's uh, Israel being a colonizer versus uh, um, the Palestinian Authority. I mean, you can see what they want. They want to wipe Israel off the map. I'm not sure they don't want to wipe a few more people off the map. Well, they've, they've said it for years, and if it's a generational thing, it may take a 1,000 years or 2,000 years. They think differently. I don't think Western cultures understand that if, if they have a thousand-year plan that they're content with that well yeah look at china uh, michael pillsbury a really smart guy used to be in the uh in the state department has written a book called the hundred year marathon mm-hmm. and they're thinking they're, they're thinking much longer term than us and they've been building their case ever since they got into the wto and they built their economy and as uh, uh i guess it was Hu Jintao said, it's in Kissinger's book, bide your time, wait, don't be threatening until the right time comes when you have the strength. And she came to the conclusion that he has the strength. Yeah. We're talking to former ambassador and congressman from Florida, Francis Rooney. He was served on the Foreign Affairs Committee as vice chair. Strong opinions on what's going on over in Israel. If you have a question for the ambassador, give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline, 888 Ambassador, um, our congresswoman, uh, our only congresswoman, Vermont, has just one, um, Becca Ballant, uh, she's, and she's been very critical of Hamas, thankfully. But mm-hmm. she, here's what she says. I want to get your reaction to this. She says, 
The escalating violence and humanitarian crisis in Gaza has killed thousands of Palestinians and threatens more suffering if the international community doesn't take action to protect civilians. Any Israeli military strategy that ignores the human costs of its actions could backfire by undermining Israel's standing in the world and further fan the flames of violence in the region. What do you, how do you react to that? She's calling for a pause. I don't know if that's the same well, as a ceasefire, but she's calling for a pause for humanitarian yeah, I, aid, etc. I don't know that we need to do the pause, or certainly not a ceasefire, but I think she does have a point. I mean, Israel needs to be careful how they message this thing. And they need to show all the things they're doing to, to try to protect innocents and refugees. And they're not really that good about doing that. I mean, they, they need to be very balanced in their message and show what they're doing to the world so they can get their side of the case out. Because this pro-Palestinian is a global thing. Like you say, even the stupid head of the U.N. was making comments about it. You know, um, it puts a higher burden on Israel to, to, to make clear why it's doing this and what it's doing to safeguard people. We had the same problem in the Lebanon War back in 2006. They were putting tunnel, had tunnels and armaments stored under hospitals. So we bomb the Israel bombs the hospitals, and a bunch of innocent people get killed. Yeah, but they're going after the people in the basement. Right, right. Uh, we got some calls. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. Uh, why can't Israel uh, take out loans to buy uh, all this military equipment? You know, they they sold a lot of their their weapons to Ukraine when everyone was just giving it to Ukraine. So what's keeping Israel from taking out loans to uh, defend themselves? Why do we have to give it to them? Well, I think a lot of what we give them is bought. I don't know how much, but it's a, it's a complex. Certain things are given, certain things are not. Most of the things that are given are more soft goods, training and people and um, things like that. I think I think they buy a lot of the weaponry. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a question that has come up before, too. And, um, uh they're, they're, when we say we provide them, we provide them, but they're paying for them, I, I believe. The weapons themselves. Right now, uh, the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, from Louisiana, is getting some flack from what they refer to as MAGA Republicans. I read a story this morning about this, um, and they're complaining that one of the first things he has done is to try to move toward coordinating um, you know, support to Israel, a support package of funding for Israel. Do you support that? Do you think that's a good idea? Yeah, I think we've got to keep Israel's back. And the more that these uh, protests come up around the world, the more we have to be resolute in, in, in allowing them to defend themselves and protecting them. I mean, remember, these guys have an ideology enshrined in the Koran that wants to take everybody out that's an infidel. Now, not all of the innocent people believe that necessarily, but deep down inside there's a lot of them that have continued to rise up and support um, terrorist factions. Mm-hmm. And, and do, do you buy, I mean, again, some people make this argument that why are we giving all this aid to Israel or, or, or Ukraine when we've got you know people fl- flooding across our border? Why don't we deal with that? It's kind of the America first argument. What do you think of that, Ambassador? Well, I, I think there's a legitimate amount of frustration about the open border. I mean, I think that a lot of these liberals don't want a border. They just want everybody to come in. Maybe they think they'll all be Democrats or something. I don't know. But we need a border. I mean, under international law, part of your sovereignty is defined by your borders, and we don't have one. Well, uh, let's go to the phones again. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. 
Good morning. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, I think Israel has every right to defend themselves um, against these barbarians that use their citizens and, and uh, hostages as human shields. Um, so, you know, that being said, there's going to be, you know, some uh, collateral damage, unfortunately. Um, but uh, my question is, you know, back in January 6th, the federal government has no problem identifying every person that was in that Capitol building. So why can't the government uh, identify every one of these young brainwashed college kids that are calling for death of Jews and hold them accountable and hold them for hate speech and uh, for inciting violence against Jews? Well, you know, I think you got a good point. I love what Bill Ackman said, that one of the leaders of Carlisle. He said, I want to know who... Th- He's given over $50 million to Harvard. He said, I want to know who these people are so I can make sure none of us hires any of them. Well, then that, that started a bit of a fury, didn't it? Yeah, but he's right. He is right. And, and, and then when you start looking at, again, I, what do you think? And I don't know. I, I ask people this. <clears throat> what is, what is, how does George Soros benefit from this? Because uh, it came out yesterday that, that, there's direct funding to a lot of these organizations that are there that are uh, pro Hamas, um, and it, it just adds more fuel to the chaos. Um, wh- why? Why would he do you that? Know, he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Jewish descent. Yeah, he is. I met him a couple of times. Um, you know, it's very strange. When back in the '90s, when Hungary and the Iron Curtain fell and Hungary became uh, independent and able to rechart its own course. Soros was very helpful over in Hungary with his uh, his educational support to teach the Hungarians about free enterprise and economics and things like that, that they'd always just been in a statist economy. And somehow or another, the liberal side of him for the last 20 years has taken over, and he keeps supporting these radical causes at all levels of government, by the way, down to sheriffs and DAs. Oh, we've got and, a uh, terrible problem here in Burlington, Vermont, and she, uh, our state's attorney in Little Burlington, Vermont, is Soros funded? Yeah. So I don't know. A lot of people speculate what his ultimate game is. He, does he over, want to overthrow capitalism? I don't know. He's a capitalist. Uh, does he just have this much hatred for conservative, the conservative side of, of the issues that we're facing today? Maybe. I mean, obviously that. But I don't know what his total end game is. But every time there's a radical movement, uh, his name pops up as funding it. And I can't put the connection together. I mean, I know that they're like he's not even allowed to go to England, uh, right? Because he bankrupt the, uh, the the bank there, um, and, and how he even makes money. But uh, it, it it just confounds me that you have someone that is, is actually Jewish that is funding uh, some of this this fuel uh, against Israel. It, it, it's mind boggling to me. We're talking to former ambassador and congressman from Florida. Francis Rooney, and if you have a question for the ambassador, give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline, 888-414-0303. Ambassador Rooney, what do you think about um, how serious of trouble is Benjamin Netanyahu in in Israel? He's obviously under fire for his intelligence, having missed this whole terrorist attack. Um, Do you think he's in trouble in Israel? Uh, Yeah, he probably is. I think what he said was pretty smart. He said, look, there's plenty of time for investigations, recriminations, resignations, etc. Let's just get the war over with first. And he brought in the opposition party into his war cabinet. So those are pretty smart moves and good moves. But at the end of the day, he's going to take some serious heat for that intelligence failure 
as well as continuing heat for trying to take over the judiciary, which was very controversial in Israel. Right. I bet. All right. Well, let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Hey, um, I'm kind of bothered by the suggestion that people should be fired for speaking their minds. We have a tradition of freedom of speech in our country. And now what's going on with a lot of the leftists is they're facing the repercussions that people on the right have been facing for years. And it's the same group of dual national Israeli citizens, Jewish people doing it to these people. Because if you speak out against the power in this country, they're going to try to crush you. And so we are concerned with foreign influence as conservatives. And so APAC, the Jews, the Israeli lobby, is one of the largest foreign influence operations in America. So it is right to be concerned about that. Well, your, your question covers a lot of ground, but for one thing about it, in the free enterprise system of capitalism, other than discriminating on the basis of uh, race or something, uh, sex or something, or age, you don't have to hire anybody you don't want to. And I think that's a pretty important principle here. So if I don't want to hire some loony that comes out of Harvard and and um, has done a lot of stupid stuff, I should have the right not to hire him. Right. And while I wouldn't want him around. And Ambassador, while they're entitled to free speech, obviously, that's a big one of the pillars of our country. Um, you know, they, as you say, this if you're a CEO of a company and you want to say, hey, I'm so outraged that they're out there supporting Palestine and therefore Hamas with this barbaric attack, you can make the decision to not hire them. Yeah, exactly. And Now, on the other hand, the, the comment about foreign influence, that's a big problem. That's a big issue. We've seen so many instances recently of many foreign special interest groups trying to infiltrate our country through uh, social media and through hiring non-registered lobbyists. And that's, that's a legitimate source of concern. Just look at all those guys in the Trump administration that, like Flynn, that were lobbying countries that we didn't know about and didn't register under the Foreign uh, Agent Registration Act, FARA. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Uh, hi, good morning. Why isn't more being uh, reported on the, the use of Captagon by these Hamas murderers? I mean, I watched those videos that I shouldn't have watched, and uh, no normal, no human being could do what they did unless they were on something. And I understand they found Captagon tablets in some of the dead Hamas soldiers, and and Syria is the provider of this stuff. And uh, why isn't this being played up a little more? I mean, Syria is just as they're the ones who really created the the, ver- the viciousness of the attack. I mean, I just think they should be included in all this as part of the retributions. Uh, I think Syria should be. I mean, I think a lot of the things that get to uh, um, Hamas and Hezbollah come through Syria. We know they did it. And I think they probably are now, too. Uh, and, you know, you go back to look at the students uh, or the people protesting when the hostages were taken in Iran. There's something about Islam that can drive a fervor in people like nobody's business. I mean, and maybe it was this way for on our side during the Crusades, you know? I mm-hmm. mean, like Pope Benedict said when I was ambassador after the uh, one of the big um, uh, meetings about what to do with ISIS and radical Islam— he said it's like the Crusades. It's just we're on the other side now. Ambassador Rooney, we're, oh. uh, Ambassador Rooney, we're almost out of time. How concerned are you and how concerned should we all be about uh, this turning into literally World War III? Uh, Hezbollah, they, about their potential, getting, potential to get involved in this, Iran to get further involved in this. Now we've seen, you know, how, how concerned should we all be about that possibility? I think we should be real concerned about it. 
And if Iran feels they can pull it off, they would love to take us down and create more mayhem with Israel. And the only thing holding them back is, the, the I guess, the fear that we'll take them out. Do you and think, think, part, of this, do you think part, part of the strategy of Hamas and Iran was, because this has been suggested, to do this, make it as barbaric as possible, and then have Israeli, count on Israeli Israel to, uh, some would say, I don't think it's an overreaction, but some would say that they overreact and go too far and bring outrage on them for the atrocities against other civilians, and that then it does create this wider conflict. Do you think that might have been part of, the, of their overall goal? I'm sure it's part of their goal. Now, like I said, Israel could do a better job of speaking about all this in a more humane way before they say we're going to bomb them to extinction. But the, um, the, the militants in Lebanon and in the West Bank, Gaza, are very adept at using human shields and using innocent people uh, as, a, as a cover for their uh, efforts to try to make the other side look bad. That's been going on forever, and I think it's incumbent on people to call them out for their inhumanity to their own people. One, one point, call out Hamas and their, their related uh, terrorist groups for their inhumanity to their own people, not just Israel. Second, hold them accountable for their own country. I mean, they wanted a country, they gave them a country, they had the PA, they were corrupt, now they got Hamas, Hamas is corrupt. Um, they should they should uh, take some responsibility for letting all this go on. They don't have to stay there, and they don't have to uh, put up with Hamas. Right. Now, people will say they don't have power against Hamas. Well, I don't know about that, okay? Former ambassador and congressman from Florida and vice chair of the Foreign Affairs Committee while he was in Congress, uh, Francis Rooney, thanks for being on the morning drive today to give us your insight on this uh, horrific stuff that's going on over in uh, between Israel and Hamas. Thank you. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And-